The views and opinions expressed in the following podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the producers, the affiliates, or digital platforms hosting this podcast. All content is for the purposes of education, conjecture, and at times entertainment. We promote inclusiveness and diversity. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Into the Deep with Jay Caster. Welcome to Into the Deep. I'm Jay Costa. I am so excited to have my returning guest. He's a trained investigator who happens to also be a Sasquatch researcher. He's definitely an experienced outdoorsman and a self-described witness advocate. Today's returning guest is Carter Bouchard. Carter has interviewed hundreds of witnesses and tells their stories about their encounters and paranormal events that they've experienced. His research and reports have been featured on BFRO's website, and Carter's been consulted by Animal Planet for their series, Finding Bigfoot. We talk about physical evidence that he claims proves the existence of Sasquatch, and we even talk about some of the paranormal activity that's been documented by trail cams. So join me as we seek light and journey into the deep with Carter Bouchard. Enjoy. Can you hear me? I sure can. <laughs> awesome. Well, it came up and it said Zoom's not responding, so oh, I had to shut it off and start over. Oh, no sweat. Uh, I can hear you perfectly well. Um, I can't see you yet. I mean, I can see your picture, but I can't see the video yet. But well, my beauty is hard to watch live. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I remember from the last time I was awestricken for at least several months after. Yeah, hey, all right. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, I normally don't have trouble with Zoom. Anyway, how you doing? I'm doing great, Carter. How you doing, man? Stunning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Heck yeah, man. Thanks for coming back on the show. Oh, love it. Love, love speaking with you. Really do. Right on. Likewise, brother. We talked about so many great things that episode. We, we, we even learned about your drums. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, was, a, I was a drummer for God, 20 years. So cool. Sometimes I miss it, but mostly no. You know, uh, I, I, you know, I I had some really good bands, you know, way up for the who and the cars and journey and all this, you know, stuff way back when, and before they were, except for the who before the other two guys were anybody really. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, once you stop, you know, you, you reach a certain level I don't want to be one of those old farts that's in a band to relive my glory days, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Bruce Springsteen. So I just, it's not, I guess part of it's my ego, but part of it, look, I've, I've been there and I guess I'm supposed to move on to other things, which is why I'm sitting here talking. Right on. <laughs> that's it, man. And you're doing yeah. great stuff. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I'm enjoying it. Did you get those pictures of George sent to you? Yeah. George sent it to me. I was taking a look at them right beforehand. Dude, you got to walk me through some of these and we're going to, we're going to have to pop some of these in and, uh, and post while yeah, George will yeah. pop these There's in and post. Two of them. You know, the, uh, the, uh, we, we can talk about whatever until you want to get to them and everything, but you know, the, uh, uh, I'll walk you through them at the time. What the, uh, the handprint is in this book. Okay. So it's in this book. So, and then that ghost photo, which is awesome, 
came from a habituation site that I monitor. They're, these people are really good friends, but they have a lot of you know Sasquatch activity. And but one night they ran out and heard a noise, and they reviewed the uh, trail cam photos, and that was there. That's so bizarre. Yeah, it, it's it's even more bizarre because uh, we'll, we'll, when we get to it, I'll, I'll tell you. But it's 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 got a great backstory to it, and it's just it's fascinating. It's not has nothing to do with cryptids, except I, I got the photo in the act of monitoring a cryptid situation. So you know, right. Yeah. So going looking for one thing, getting something completely different but equally as fascinating. And That's one of the best ghost photos i've ever seen honestly i mean you know you can see right through the woman and she's standing right there and i know exactly where the photo is these people are really good friends of ours actually they become friends and so their their honesty and integrity is unreproachable you know right on just, you know good human so that's great and, and do they do they have any feelings as to what it could have been? Like, did they try to debunk it themselves? Did they have an idea? Was it old property? Like, what's the backstory? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's old property. And they have uh, found out who the woman was. Really? Yeah. Uh, I got my notes here. But yeah. Uh, and uh, if you want to look at it now, we can. Or you want to, you have an agenda, we can. Yeah, no, this is free conversation. So what we'll do is I, I, um, I can have George pop this in when we do the video and we put it out so people can see it. Um, I won't be able to pull it into my screen right now, but, um, but let's, yeah, I, I think it's pretty creepy. I'm not going to lie to you. And yeah, no, it is. The timestamp is heck it's, it's the real deal. So yeah, I said it was from 2018 as well too, huh? So this is, that's creepy. Well, so, actually, uh, that no, that's probably about right. That's probably yeah. about right. Yeah, yeah, that's probably about right. Yeah, four years ago. Yeah, wow. I've been sitting on it for three years. I mean, you know, yeah. have relatively no use for it in this genre, but it's just like that is too cool just not to share. It's just like right popped up. <laughs> yeah, know. and especially with the you know obviously how it's tied into using the equipment, obviously for what you're doing. Yeah. For yeah. So that's great. So, so what have you been up to recently? Have you been uh, hitting the old haunts pun intended? Yeah, I'm hitting some haunts, you know, uh, the COVID, you know, I have, I've only been out like three times in the last year uh, because of the COVID and that people couldn't go and stuff. But, you know, uh, I just got back from a, a one day little excursion to a research area, which is really cool. And I brought along a new witness who reached out to me five, six months ago. Oh, nice. Uh, so he couldn't tell a story to anybody. And uh, through the grapevine, he got to me. And he actually lives 25 miles from me, just right down the road. And he is on top of one of me and my partner's research areas. No I mean, it's crazy. He's like right there. And the stuff he has been going through is in his family, his wife and his kids, mind boggling. It, it's crazy, but it's right smack dab in the middle of one of my research areas, you know, and he lives there and has for quite a while, five years and had no idea. Wow. So you can be walking right by some, some old guy's house on a country road and you take a look at the house, think nothing of it. Then, you know, three years later, you get a phone call. 
and you're visiting that house and that guy's got stuff going on. It's like, okay, <laughs> pretty wow. cool. You know? If you don't mind me asking, what, what kind of stuff's going on there? Well, uh, they had uh, uh, I'll, I'll backstory. He is former military. Okay. A former law enforcement. Uh, he was in the military and he was connected with well, this is, this is how, you know, I don't believe in coincidences, but I do believe in serendipity mm-hmm. you know, because I was supposed to meet this guy. It just, I was supposed to. So he was in the military and he was involved with making sure that those tic tac videos mm-hmm. that we've all seen. Oh yeah. Didn't get out. Oh. He was, uh, in charge of monitoring the uh, control room where the guys were like in the control tower, uh, monitoring flights and stuff, you know, jet aircraft, you know, the the army, uh, air force, you know, uh, aircraft, you know, doing maneuvers and whatever. So he was, uh, his job among others was to make sure that the settings on the computer screens hadn't been tampered with because there's things going on that the enlisted men were not allowed to see. So he had to make sure that those settings had not been tampered with or changed after every shift change and in between shift changes. Uh, so he would, you know, he was part of the disinformation, so to speak, you know, so the, the enlisted guys who were running team, the monitors were only allowed to see certain things. So, you know, the contrast levels and the static and the noise levels, you know, noise, but I mean, you know, video noise uh, was kept at a certain level. So they could not see, but if you tweaked it a little bit, certain things would come into focus that you couldn't see otherwise. So that was part of his thing. So, but uh, he's had uh, at his house uh, fingerprints on his window, some really nice, long, greasy fingerprints. And, you know, they have that waxy substance that they have on their hands uh, and their skin. And you can see these long fingerprints on his back porch. Uh, He and his wife saw a gelatinous kind of like the uh schwarzenegger movie uh the predator okay clear white humanoid shape kind of looked like mm, the michelin tire okay you know it, it had different layers of you know fat or but it was the contour of a human and it was walking in broad daylight in his backyard he was on one part of the deck. His wife was on another and she starts freaking out. said, what is it? Do you see that? And he's looking from a, a different angle. So they're both seeing it from a different angle and it walks from, and they were both standing on the deck. It walks from underneath the deck across his backyard and disappears around a shed. They live on five acres and it was 30 seconds. And they were just like, what is that? You ever seen that video? Uh, Squatching with Gabby? No, I haven't. Uh, YouTube it. Uh, Squatching with Gabby. She has a video of nearly the same thing. It's a really interesting video. She's got a lot of video. Uh, she had seen. Uh, she's a squatch researcher, uh, Pacific Northwest area, I think. She had seen something the day before, a creature of some type. So she went back the next day to show some friends where the sighting happened. And as they were looking into the woods, you see this clear blob shape. You could see the woods right through, but you could tell that there was, a, it was just like the predator. I mean, that's, it's exactly that. 
Mm. And it climbed down from a tree and kind of slithered, slithered off. Only like two or three, four seconds, but it's incredible. It's a really cool video. You ought to look it up. Squatching with Gabby. Okay. Anyway, so they saw that. Um, they've heard gibberish conversations. They've had a bucket. Uh, there's an old, old metal bucket, and there's a, a pulley on the on the house in, in a, a tree that had been there forever, and it keeps disappearing and getting moved. They've had glyphs on the ground, you know, messages, you know, yeah. tree limbs, bent X's. Uh, he had a drawing. Uh, gosh, I don't know where it is. Uh, it's a triangle. And he has seen in his dreams. He's walking. He's kind of going through this tunnel and he's out into space and he sees this triangle with three dots and he assumes they are earth uh moon and possibly uh, another planet which he doesn't know but that triangle was left on the ground outside his house with three rocks hmm. then a few days later he starts seeing this drawing i wish i had it i got it somewhere but uh, you know i got so much crap but it, so but they've got all this stuff going on you know, and uh, it's mind boggling. And so his wife is very straight laced, conservative, you know, in the business world. But she's even like, I can't I can't deny what we just saw. And their young son, who's 12 now, uh, has seen them peeping in his window at night, oh, which geez. is common behavior. The window he's in, it's about nine feet off the ground because it was uh, on a decline on his yard on the side of the house and so for it to be peeping in the window it had been at least nine foot tall wow uh and he you know he's pragmatic he's realistic Mm -hmm. he tries to debunk it like i do i I try to tear everything i think or see or hear apart and if i can't then i'm on to something that's just how i do it you know how you should do it anyway right Uh, i'm not a scientist but i play one on tv (laughs) so but so so that was, you know, it's an incredible thing going on because it's right down the road. So we took it, made my partner, Brian and I, uh, we took him to uh, an area here in town, Monkey Mountain, that's what it's called. I wonder why. And uh, we took him out there and just kind of showed him a research area. We found a couple of structures, you know, that stuff. And so he's kind of maybe wants to tag along as often as possible. So that was, you know, the one thing that's, you know, happened since when we talked last a year ago, eight months. Uh, yeah, less than a year. I, I know that it's been. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, I'm getting about once a month. I get somebody out of nowhere just calls me. Hey, I'm friends with so-and-so. I saw your book. I saw your web page, whatever. And I, I got something I got to tell you. I can't share it with anybody. I got to talk to somebody who will listen to me. So I'm getting those about once a month. You know, it's it's awesome. They're they're coming out of the woodwork and finding me. So he was one of them, and it's just really it's fascinating. But how open minded they are to the possibility, because you know, you know, like he was a cop and uh, a military guy, and now he works for the government in an area I can't tell you where, but he he works for the government now. He's got a government job, uh, and so he. Uh, it's very practical, you know, and if, you know, it's just the facts, ma'am, just like a cop or a soldier, airline pilot, they pretty much tell you what they saw mm-hmm. without an opinion. 
Gotcha. You know, and then it's up to somebody else to say, well, what I think it is, what it is, what it isn't, that kind of thing. It's right. just the facts. It's, you know, they, they give you the data and you decide what, what's going on. And so, but he's like, I can't explain any of this stuff away. I, I, I saw it, you know, and, uh, you know, uh, the slaps on the side of the house. They got a lot of stuff going on. Hmm. And so uh, it's just an interesting, somebody came out of, out of nowhere. I could write, you know, I'd write a chapter on just the stuff they got going on at their house, you know, and their son, uh, they've, they've moved him from one bedroom to another and they, the uh, creatures have since relocated to his new room. Oh, geez. That's terrifying <laughs> you know, for a but no, child. but he's, he's, he's okay with it. In fact, when he told his son, because he was looking, when I came over one day, the first time I met him, we were talking, who's that guy? What's he there for? You know? And they, they told him, he said, Oh, well, I see them all the time. He goes, what? And so the kid is, you know, it's kind of like, it's his imaginary friend. I don't want to ruin it. I don't want to tell you I've got an imaginary friend that comes to my window at night because number one, you're probably thinking, oh, you know, you know, child predator or something, you know, equally as heinous. And, but his son had been sitting on this and not telling his dad because he didn't, he was kind of enjoying it. Wow. It, it, you know, from the mouth of babes come, you know, interesting, you know, information. So that was a revelation right then. And there we all, why didn't you tell me? And so they were, they were scolding him, but you know, he was thinking he was going to get yelled at, but he was just like, well, I don't, I don't know. And he just comes to see me sometimes, you know, and I've talked to enough people that have children, you know, I've got a family in Tennessee that they let them, they know they're there and they do not discourage it. They're uh, they call them uh, their fuzzy bear friends hmm. they come to their windows whenever they kind of feel like it wow. stare in the window watch tv as they're watching tv with them they can see them you know watching the tv and they're not trying to interact they're actually trying to look at the tv screen they're trying to <laughs> see the tv screen it's kind of funny you know wow you know, who's in the zoo them or us yeah <laughs> right <laughs> you know so uh uh but uh that's it you know, I may or may not be working on a second book. Yeah, you know, I've, I've got stuff coming in, but it's just—I don't know. I spent so much time out in the, you know, doing that and not being out in the field. I, I feel neglectful. I've got a couple of areas I need to go to. So, you know, I thank COVID for that. You know, yeah, right. Uh, but uh, uh, I've got a lady here that uh, lives in Liberty, Missouri, where I do. Her and her significant other. Uh, and then we've known each other because, you know, I'm a, I'm a poker player and uh, she you know, was in the industry and so was he. And uh, we got to know each other that way. And I've been to their home a couple of times. And uh, I guess it was about October. It was October of last year. And he had left for the for the evening and it was about five, five, five thirty. She sat down in this big, easy chair. I've been to their their home. And it is, it's an apartment complex, but it's one of those real fancy newer ones, you know, so it's like, it's three stories tall, but the bottom story is actually garages. So it's really four stories. So it's gotcha. about 75, 80 feet in the air. And it's got a beautiful view, you know, and there's a tree line and then right behind the tree line is more suburbia. So it's right smack dab in the middle of the city. She's sitting there one night and she just pours herself a drink and just sitting there relaxing. She pulls back in her chair and she sees this flash of light. And then 
there's a Sasquatch floating across her field of view, right in front of these trees, right off her balcony. And right as it gets to where she can't see it, she kind of looks like this. And this crack in the sky opens up and there's a light and it just goes right into the light, into the crack and disappears. As soon as it disappears, it goes off. This is like in the city. I mean, it's like, you know, I live on an acre in the city, but you wouldn't know I'm in the city. But I mean, this is like an apartment complex. Wow. And she doesn't do drugs. She's a, a, a corporate person. She just doesn't need that. She just doesn't do them. She, you know, right. everybody else does and she just doesn't. So she wasn't stoned or high or anything. She was just sitting there relaxing. Boyfriend was out for the night. She was just kind of enjoying the quiet and she said, it looked like Chewbacca. And I've been over there a couple of times. I actually went over there. They just moved uh, last month. And I just went over there uh, not too long ago, a month or two ago, and walked the area. And there's, when I was over there before, I kept asking, there's this little area. It looks like a nest. It looks like a little cave. There's really heavy brush. And it looks like it's all been pushed. It's like almost a perfect circle, like a you know a deer nest or something had made a nest in there. Hmm. And she thinks it kind of came from that. She didn't see where it started because it was already way up above. Right. But, and then it just, she said it looked like Chewbacca. And she's never seen a Sasquatch before, other than things that I've shown them, photos and stuff like that. Sure. So, uh, crazy, you know, and I believe her. And she doesn't know what to think. She goes, I don't know what I just saw. And after right. talking to me, and they, they've hosted a book party for me before where we went over to their place and people bought books and we I talked and was sort of giving a lecture, so to speak. I was just talking about certain things to people that believe. Anyway, she's going, I, I I I can't even explain it. You know, and every time she starts talking about it, she's just she's just dumbfounded because she can't finish her sentences because she likes to be able to explain everything. Gotcha. You know, everything has, you know, uh, A equals B. And B uh, and D uh, can be divided by C. Everything's got a place in a logical explanation except this stuff. So, it would, it's, you know, the stuff just continues. Where's my list? Oh, yeah. Uh, I have another woman who lives in Washington State. And this just popped up in the last three or four months. Uh, she bought my book. And she started sending me emails. I probably have... 150 photos from her already. Wow. But the really interesting thing, now you you have this, right? Didn't I send that to you guys? Yes. Yeah. Okay. 100%. Uh, and the, My favorite, my favorite part, part is the cover photo and the story behind it and oh. realizing what it is and the, the placement. Oh, my gosh. Amazing. Yeah. It, the, the irony is not lost on me. And every, I, I get the chills just this moment when we just started talking about it because it was like a, <laughs> one of those aha moments of shoulder taps where <laughs> you're on the right track. Whether you believe it or not. Right. You believe this weird stuff. That's the right thing. So uh, she uh, and her husband live on a big chunk of land uh, in uh, West Coast, Washington State. And there's a lot of forestry uh, damage that had been done from uh, harvesting trees over the decades. And so the certain company I won't mention because uh, I don't want to give any of that stuff away, her stuff away, uh, has been under great fire for 
oh, what's the word? Uh, inappropriate harvesting of trees, just, you know, not repairing the damage. You know, you're supposed to go back and plant and, and do things and, and reforest an area. Right. So uh, anyway, uh, her and some of the landowners were suing the state and the paper company for making repairs. And then they started to try to make repairs by trespassing on their land to get to the areas they deforested instead of building a bridge. So they got an injunction. You can't trash our property like you trash the forest. I know what you're going to do. You're not going to repair it like we're making you repair this, you know. And so they got an injunction to prevent them from tearing up their land to take this shortcut because to get across to where they have to go to replant, uh, it's very, very rugged. Well, so they honored that and they've been trying to build this bridge over this stream, which is probably more like a small river. I think it's 50, 60 feet across. It's pretty, it's a stream, they call it, but it's got heavy, heavy current. So it's really hard to, you can't just drive across. So they're going to try to put a bridge. Well, they went to the governor's office uh, to be part of uh, some hearings. They were just sitting there to listen to the hearings. And, and uh, somebody came up to her and thought she was somebody else and said, hey, the governor's been waiting for you. Uh, we've got your stuff set up here in, in the room over here. So I just want to go to this room and we've got all everything set up for you. And she was like, well, okay. So she thought maybe they were supposed to be there. So she went in there and it was, it, it, they mistook her for somebody else. Mm. Somebody that she looks like a whole lot like the governor's aide or something. So she looks enough like this person where this person ushered her into this room by herself. She left everybody else out there because they're going to go to this hearing. She thought, well, I'm going to get to see some other documents because I'm part of the, I'm one of the few that uh, actually filed this lawsuit. So anyway, she goes into this room. They have all these logs and uh, documents laid out. And what it is, is they have tried to build a bridge and a road a half dozen times over the last two years. And it's destroyed every time they get midstream. Doesn't say who or what, but it's mysteriously destroyed and they have to keep going back and back to rebuild, which is one of the reasons they were trying to use her property. Mm. And they, it was officials, and these are very detailed notes. And she's read these notes before on other documents, and they go into meticulous detail about why this happened or why this didn't. This one, they kind of were skirting around the issue. And her interpretation, as well as a few of the neighbors that live there and they know what's going on, is that the Sasquatch are tearing up their bridge so they can't get across the stream. Man. You know, and in and, and this book, you know, if, if you read through it, the guy uh, on Let's Plant Some Trees, uh, he was sent, he lives in BC. Okay. He was sent to uh, on a tree planting group. Uh, did you read that chapter? If you didn't, that, uh, I, I don't recall, but I'm, I'm, I know I read it. I just don't recall this gentleman in particular. Yeah. Uh, it's David Allen's the guy from British Columbia. Okay. And he's the one that had the, 
the Sasquatch coming through his walls of his home and okay yes that guy okay and that actually happened folks it's not an imagination but you'll think it is but of, of course if it doesn't happen to you you may not believe it i understand so anyway uh he was sitting on a tree planting crew and uh oh this photo in here is one of my favorites Tree planting, where to go? Oh, there it is. Yeah. So, <laughs> right on. <laughs> now, those guys are running and their hair is not flapping in the breeze. It is standing on end due to fear. They're the the hair roots, the bumps, the where the hair went into the head was like a big pimple. It was just so swollen with static electricity or fear and adrenaline and so uh, him and six guys on his team went to one area and that's where they saw hundreds of footprints and saliva uh, dripping from tree roots like this sasquatch they pulled up in the middle of absolutely nowhere there's not a road you have to make a road to get to another road you have to make to get you know just way nowhere and so there's 12 guys on this crew him and six guys went to this one area that was kind of cleared out where they started planting. And the other six guys were real macho hunter guys. And we're going to go over this hill. We want to go see if there's some, some good game areas here. We can maybe come back sometime and, and go hunting. So, so they went over the hill and my guys over there. And, and so these guys, uh, you, they heard all this screaming and yelling mm. from these six guys that decided to go over the hill. And that photo was them running back, petrified. And uh, my guy and his six guys were in another area to plant trees. And when they got to the area, they just became euphoric. And, oh, look at all the footprints. Oh, God, there's so many. Oh, there's a baby. They were just like little children. It was a weird, it came over all of them at the same time. There's some kind of, you know, telepathy, mind speak, uh, you know, changing the vibrational frequency, something made them just go giddy and, and just like little schoolboys, you know, it was just ridiculously funny, you know? And so, but the other guys went over there and they come running back. They heard all the screaming and yelling and they had footprints that were anywhere from five inches to 24, 25 inches. Wow. It was very meticulous in his description of the uh, dermal ridges too, uh, because some of the dermal ridges were like complete circles that just got smaller and smaller. It wasn't your typical dermal ridge, as you would say. I mean, he was looking at it and just going, wow, that's just, I've never seen anything like that. Anyway, these guys come running back and their hair is standing straight on end. By then the supervisor comes back, uh, it was around lunchtime, and comes back to say, what's going on? What kind of work have you done? And you, you haven't done a thing. What the hell's going on? These guys come running over the hill and they're freaked out. He says, they told him what's going on. So we're going to the, uh, we're going to the field office. We're going to have a chat. So they, they get them all in the van and they drive about 30 minutes to the field office. The entire time they're in the van, these guys' hair was sticking straight out still. And, wow. You know, and they would try to touch him and touch the hair and kind of messing with him because they were still in that. Oh, look at his hair. It's okay. So I mean, it was just stupid. It was like they were on the laughing gas or something. It was just bizarre. And then they started fighting with each other because you get your hand off my hair. You know, it was, it, it, anyway, long story short, they get to the field office. The area supervisor talked to each one, one at a time, and told them all, you say nothing about this or you'll never work in the 
lumber industry again, ever. And work is hard to get where they live in the boonies in BC, out in the middle of nowhere. So that's like the kiss of death. Right. So, and then they, next time they went out, they took each guy, one person, and they put one person on one crew, one person on a different crew. So they wouldn't have anybody to talk to. Split them up. Yeah. And so when you hmm. factor that in, BC, Washington State, kind of right up, you know, they, they, they border each other. Yeah. And so, it falls right into the Sasquatch are trying to destroy the bridges they were building across this one stream. And then the Sasquatch, you know, it, it, most people that ever experience these things, they will tell you that they will let you go so far. But once you get to a certain area, they're going to cut you off because, you know, human encroachment drives them further and further away. They're pretty far away anyway. But, you know, if you want to go drive another 30 miles where there's no roads whatsoever, you just drive make your path and if you want to go that far back well that's where the big boys are and so that's why they went on this tree planting thing so it's just you know it all kind of dovetails into each other you know that, that makes sense and I, I hear other things and you know you've heard things and so it just Man. it makes me happy that i'm doing this and that i'm getting the research and i'm getting the contact yeah and it does it does it like you said, you know, if you're doing the math, it really adds up and you start figuring out like, well, you know, we're sharing borders here. It's very Sasquatch heavy uh, territory, you know, as far as, you know, sightings and activity and things like that. So yeah. it's no wonder, you know, I'd love to get into this handprint, the one that's in the book. Walk us through this. Okay. Uh, that's the one you've got. Yes. Yeah, I do. Okay. So uh, that uh, about a year ago, um, I got a guy call me and he sent me this photo, just sent it to him. And he's a, uh, a retired, uh, another government worker, but in uh, law enforcement. And gotcha. uh, he uh, sent me the photo and says, I've took this on my property. And, you know, and I made a beeline. I was there within a week and I was on the property and went to the area where it happened so that that he has about 22 acres and he hunts it but he doesn't get around so well anymore due to uh, uh, an injury gotcha. so he has somebody who uh lives in town uh he allows them to hunt it and the agreement is uh you give me some food you can take what you need for your family i understand you don't have a lot so you can take what you want feed your family and just give me some and help me change the uh, batteries and sd cards in my trail cameras when i need it well he has three groups of 12 cameras there's uh, there's 36 cameras there's a tree here a tree here and a tree where my head is each camera is strapped to a tree, it's facing another tree. And then on that tree, that camera is facing that tree. And then this camera here is facing this tree. So okay. if something walks in, it's triangulated. You're not going to miss much, you know, the game. So anyhow, the guy uh, was hunting one day, smoking a cigarette. He's up on the blind. And uh, I've been there. I've been in that blind. And I've been to that exact location where that photo was taken. And he's sitting there smoking a cigarette. And just minding those business, and that's about a 35 to 40 yard uh, clearing between the blind, which is about 20 foot up in the tree, uh, over to the woods. It's a heavy tree line. And this Sasquatch just walks up, pops that into the clearing, and 
the guy sitting there going, oh, just, and the Sasquatch is looking at him. They're staring at each other. It's like a stare off. And he's going, uh, <laughs> he puts his cigarette down. He's going, you know, and uh, he didn't grab his gun. I mean, he had his gun in his hand, but you know, he, he was done for the day. And the Sasquatch just looks at him and it turns and walks along the tree line where along that tree line was a trail camera, which was down about waist high. And it snapped that photo. Clear as a, I mean, that is yeah. a darn good photo. The best you're probably going to see unless you're looking at a body, you know, right. I mean, that is just like awesome. And uh, it, if you look at the photo in the background, the trees are kind of moving like this. Although it wasn't a windy day, he thinks, and I agree that it bumped the camera. It was that close. Whoa. You know, and that was, if I'm looking at that, when you pull that up, I think it's the right hand uh, because right. you can see this fingers. Then you see another, you see a thumb underneath and that looks like it's the right hand, but just fortuitous as heck, you know, so there goes the theory of they can affect the battery electronic signals in trail cameras because you hear that a lot you know batteries mm -hmm. just drain like that you know this poor sasquatch didn't get the memo don't walk in front of those little boxes with eyeballs on them because the humans <laughs> are, are trying to get your picture and you dumbass they got your picture you know <laughs> and so it, it, it was just it was funny you know but it was the best photo i'm gonna see Publicly, it's in the book, so it's not like a secret. But I, I in case somebody has the skill set to, you know, freeze frame your video here, if you're going to show the hand, uh, I don't want to just take it, you know. So I've right, right, copyright mark on it. But uh, that's the backstory. Then I get a call January of this year. It was about January of last year when this was sent to me. So it's been a year. Uh, when I went out there the first time. Uh, I made a gifting area. You know, I, I go to Dollar Tree and I bought like little cheap, you know, dollar necklaces, girls necklaces and little baby dolls and uh, a, a couple of hand mirrors and uh, little marbles, you know, the little flat, shiny rock marbles that people use for planters and stuff. Yeah. I bought a bag of those and put them in a cup and all that. Uh, right in the middle of these three trees, one set of three trees. He calls me and sends me a couple of photos here, uh, first part of this year, something destroyed two cameras. Whoa. Destroyed them. And they, they pulled it off the tree with such force that it, it broke the strap. Jeez. Was it torn or chewed? It, the force broke the strap and it broke the housing. Uh, and I think I've got that in here uh, because it's really interesting um that it tore them up and there's some teeth marks it ripped the uh it ripped the metal clip on that holds the door closed so this is jeez wow just one of the can't see it broke that plastic piece you know how hard that is to you know i mean you have to take a hammer and do right that. and it, it tore those cables i mean it was on there so and it was in the middle of my gifting area. So something wasn't happy that I put that gifting area there. I think they knew what was going on, you know, mm -hmm. but here's the weird part. So one camera was 
totally destroyed. And the other camera, this one here, was partially intact. And the SD card had not been damaged, we thought. So uh, he tried to get pictures off of it, and he couldn't do it. So he sent it to me. Uh, you know, and so I tried and I had actually had some work being done on another uh, item of my, my old rock and roll recordings. I had a studio, uh, you know, that restores old data off of tapes, reel nice. reels and stuff. I had them do stuff. So I had them look at it and goes, you know, I don't know what happened here, but I think there's something on this SD card. But what had happened was that the housing where that SD card slides in, that was in perfect condition. That hadn't been destroyed. It was perfectly intact, had not been damaged. But that SD card, it looked like something had taken it out. I know this sounds bizarre and squeezed the crap out of it and broken the little gold solder yeah. lines, you know, that make up the SD card. And so it cost 400 to a thousand bucks to get that sent to a proper lab. And they reconstruct or gather the data, Whoa. you know, and if I'm going to spend 400 to a thousand bucks, I'd rather be sending in some DNA and not the SD card. But, you know, if you have to, but that's just a lot of money, you know, right. I, mean, I already yeah. spent a stupid amount of money on stuff anyway. So I got to draw a line somewhere, you know, it's right. his camera. So I mailed it back to him, but, but, you know, something damaged that. I mean, the shock of it being hit and all that, not possible. It's just, that area was intact, you know, right. and the S what it was, was an, a mini SD card. And that mini SD card was slipped into an adapter, you know, for yeah. a normal size SD card. So, cause he run out of SD cards. He's got so many cameras. So he was just using stuff. He, you know, scavenged from home. Yeah. So bizarre, just bizarre. The funny part was when he was out inspecting the damage from his cameras, he sees some people walking around uh, on some property that butts up to his. And he had not seen them before. He normally doesn't see anybody near his property. It's pretty remote. You know, it's in the boonies. I mean, the boonies, boonies, you know. Uh, and so, um, in fact, when I got there, I couldn't find it because there's no address. It doesn't exist in, in Google Maps. You know, I had, to, I had to have him drive out and escort me to his property. Anyway, so he decided to go over there and start talking to this guy. A guy and two other guys. Turns out that guy is a forest ranger. Oh. And he had two new recruits, employees with him, kind of showing them the ropes. So the other two guys go back to the truck. He starts talking to this guy. He says, hey, we introduced himself. And they introduce each other and says, well, I'm the new uh, you know, forest ranger for this area. And blah, blah, blah. Start talking. And he firmly believes these creatures exist. Can't say all the record, you know, he has to tell the company line, but he right. knows and believes they exist. There's a bunch of caves out there that even my guy didn't know about on this other property. Oh, wow. And so that other property was gifted to the state by a family under the restrictions that it is never hunted or fished. It is strictly to be used for either training new employees letting colleges or Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts or anybody, you know, doing field trips for education right. uh, stuff uh, to learn and educate. But uh, under no way, shape or form is it to be hunted. 
because they want it to be left in pristine and no reckless hunting. Right. Where he says there's a lot of stuff out there. So he put me in touch with this guy. We talked. He goes, uh, I said, did you see the picture he sent you? Because he sent the picture to this guy. He said, I, I didn't see it. I must not have got it. You know, quite possibly the Forestry Service server picked it up and said, yeah, you don't want to see that. You know, <laughs> so I sent it to him on his personal email. He's going, uh, I'm going to start checking my cameras a little more often out here because yeah. they do have trail cameras out in the middle of nowhere. You know, so anyway, uh, interesting. Show that photo the, of the hand. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna. I'm gonna have George. He's gonna add it at, oh, at got, the post. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No. Yeah. So, uh, I've got an open invitation anytime I want to go out there. But that photo is just god awful good. <laughs> it's just a really good photo. And this guy, uh, he believes there may be some paranormal aspects. We had a nice chat. Says, you know, I hear a lot of stuff out here, you know. And, you know, when I first got out here, I was thinking, okay, these people are nuts. They're, they're making moonshine back in the woods somewhere. You know, I mean, that, that's right, 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 yeah. taught how to think, you know. You know right. You're taught when you get out of, when, you, when you're born, you're taught how to think for 20 years. That's you right. Know, education, you know, and only because you become enlightened or have a curious mind do you expand and go a different direction 100 so uh i've got an open invitation and if there's something going on he'll take me to a couple of caves out there that there's been odd reported behavior but nothing they verified because they just don't look into that stuff mm. but he's going to start looking into that stuff now conspiracy theorist to me thinks well okay this guy wants to know what i know so i have to you know i i tread lightly i tread carefully because I don't want to give up too much because maybe he wants to know so they can somehow collectively keep people from learning anything more, getting mm. out to these areas or, you know, you, you know, you just, you, you don't know if they're feeling you out, you know, right. and I got some stuff I can't show anybody. I mean, it is like, it's, it's proof positive that there's a gigantic hominid creature running all over the North America, all over yeah. the world. I mean, I've got some really, Good stuff. I just can't share. I love it. You know, if you saw it, you'd, you'd fall to your knees and go, oh, oh my God. You know, because it, it, it's that it's that kind of stuff. You just go. Right. So it, it lets you know you're on the right track. You know, yeah. I, mean, I already know internally. I, but, you know, there's certain things that happen to you in your life, you know, my life that, that tell you you're on the right track, whatever it is you're seeking. You know, you're on the yeah. right path. Yeah, it, we, we all seek that. that. Huh? That that validation, right? We all seek that yeah, validation, yeah, but to yeah. get it in your field, mm -hmm. you can only imagine. Yeah, and so it just it slowly trickles in, you know, and uh, and uh, it's a uh, to talk to this guy, you know, and he's like, yeah, I uh, I cannot even argue, I can't even begin to argue with the photo. I just I can't, I can't. It's a gorilla hand. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, I think it's, what's I it think doing there? I think it's a juvenile, but I think it's a gorilla hand. You know, yeah. And so when you see it, you, you just go, "Oh my gosh!" You know, and uh, so that that was validation for me for the work we, you know that I've been doing and am doing. You know, uh, right at this point. So, uh, but uh, he's got, and I've been out there and spent the night a couple of nights out there. But you know, something was not happy that I put all that gifting area right there. Yeah. 
And I also left a bag of oranges and you can see a trail of oranges, you know, one of those big sacks of oranges yeah. you buy and I hung it from a tree and you can see some oranges had been, you know, the bottom of the bag had been torn partially. And of course that could have been a deer. Deer will stand up on their high legs and go after fruit and stuff if they can. I mean, there are options, you know, sure. but to tear up that camera, a bear would be the only thing or a human, you know, and manipulating that HD card like that. That's just, you know, it sounds outrageous to people and I don't care what it sounds like. Cause that's, it, it sounds outrageous to me, but it's validation that if a human didn't do that, you don't have a whole lot of choices. The sure as heck wasn't a bear paw. You know, I mean, it just, it just wasn't, you know, so you just have to, you know, you add the math and uh, he could have just tossed the camera, but he's, well, I'm going to get the picture out. And then he noticed that, that it was just, it's, it's manipulation. So if it's a human doing that, you're just going to steal the camera. Why would you just destroy it and put it back? Right. Leave your fingerprints. You know what I mean? You just take the camera or take the SD card. Bingo. You know? And if you're a human, why would you tear up the camera when you can just go on this property and steal 36 cameras and go home and you're you're rich? You know, buy yourself some crack, sell half of them and use the rest <laughs> of them. You know, whatever you're, whatever you're going to do when you're hoisting the cameras out of the forest. Right. You know? and so you just have to, you know, Put things in their perspective and just say, well, no matter how I try to explain it away, I can't. Right. So then, you know, that you're left with mysterious rubble. You know, yeah. it's just bizarre. I don't want my phone's ringing all of a sudden. So anyway, <laughs> so that was, that was pretty cool. And then that ghost photo. Yeah. Um, oh. How much time do we have? Um, probably got just about 15 minutes. Okay. Okay, the ghost. Now we were talking about that earlier. We weren't. We were. Were we on at that time when we were talking about it? The yeah, ghost? but let okay. me get into it. Yeah. So the ghost photo. Uh, this guy and his uh, now wife have been having bizarre activity on their property for seven to eight years that I've known them. Like I said, we've been really close. Uh, his wife and my wife. We go out socially and have dinner and stuff. So, they, but they've got. They've had Sasquatch activity crazy stuff going on on their property. And so before he met his wife, he put a contract and this guy works for the government as well. And so does his new wife. Serendipity. Mm. You know, he's in a position to find things out. He's not going to, but he, anyway. So when he bought the house, he put a contract on the house. It was for sale. Uh, the guy took his offer just like that. No negotiating, no nothing. I'm a realtor. So I mean, I was like, whatever I offer, I'll take it. <laughs> you come do inspections, whatever you want to do. I'll take it. Let's sign the papers. And he went down to the title company, signed the papers. So, and then he called him up and said, Hey, I moved out. Uh, it's all yours. Thanks a lot. We'll see you later. <laughs> so he goes over there to the house. He left everything he owned except his clothes and electronics, every piece of furniture, everything couple of old uh, junked out cars in the garage, a tractor that worked. I mean, he left, he said he was gone. And through investigation, he finds out that that guy has been besieged for years on that property and he couldn't wait to get out of there. Of course, he didn't tell my witness that. <laughs> he said, right. oh, it's a great place. You'll love it out here. <laughs> you know, and, uh, but, you know, he was having all kinds of things going on. He wouldn't talk about it. He just said, I'm out of here. I'm done with this place. There's something going on. I'm, I'm done. So he was gone. So he moved in out there. 
And over the years, uh, as he's been out there working on his property, outside of the Sasquatch activity, which there's a lot, and it's in one of the books here. I've got some of his activity. Anyway, uh, he was up uh, on a really tall ladder working his barn. And uh, there's an Amish community okay. nearby. So if you're up on the barn looking, if you go over this way, it's kind of up over a hill and down there, there's an Amish community. Well, he's up on the ladder and he sees a husband, wife, and son coming over the hill. And you can see that they're Amish. They have the hats and the garb. They all have, which is weird, matching blue and white checkered clothing on. The husband had uh, bib overalls and a long sleeve white checkered shirt, like, you know, like a tablecloth. Yeah. The son had jeans and a white, uh, white and blue checkered shirt. The wife had a full length dress, blue and white checkers with a, you know, high collar. And they're walking over the hill. He said, well, they're going to come introduce themselves. I've met a few of them before. You know, we, we buy some of their jellies and stuff. So he gets down off the ladder and starts walking over to where they are. They're gone. He keeps walking up there thinking, well, maybe they turned around and had to you know, go to the bathroom or forgot something, whatever. There was nobody there and they had no time. They were far enough along that they couldn't have just turned around and left. He would have seen it because it, it right. took him like 30 seconds to climb down off a ladder. He's wiping his hands. He's going to go and they're gone. So about six months after that, he's up on the ladder again, working on a barn and uh, he sees a barn that wasn't there the day before a big red barn now they do barn raisings here in missouri they do you know the whole community gets sure. together and they build a barn they'll either move it or they'll build it and put it up the, the the whole outside is wooded and roofed in a day or two so he thought well maybe i missed that i mean it could have been a couple of days it didn't take long they, they work like ants you know so He's looking at that thing and he climbs down off his ladder. He's going to go walk over there and, you know, take a look and go, what the heck is that? You know, it's not there. So that goes along with all the other Sasquatch activity, which you don't have time to get into. But so, and a lot of their activity involved a lot of house slapping. And they have a dog that has now passed away just a few months ago mm. that would have worked to all this. And she was fat and could barely move, but she would just turn into a badass dog if you know, there's a Sasquatch, her fur was hanging up and she was too old to do what she was threatening to do, but she, and they, she alerted and they heard the house slapping and the movement outside the house. So he grabs his pistol and uh, flashlight. So the photos I don't have uh, were a couple of shots of him on the trail camera with his flashlight and his gun. And you can obviously oh. see it's him in his boxer shorts and a t-shirt with a flashlight <laughs> and his gun. Okay, okay, where are you? You know, you can see it's him. And then the third photo is blank. The fourth photo is that ghost photo. So that was the, that same night. It was within 10, 15 minutes. Because once they didn't see anything, they went back in the house. Well, right. when they went back in, there was that ghost photo. I was doing a paranormal conference here in uh, Kansas City this past March, March. Okay. And uh, they have psychics and mediums and people that do reading. They came to see me. And so uh, 
They said, we're going to go get a reading, you know, just about things in general, because they, uh, he lost his mother and she lost her mother this year or in the, within the last year. So they want to get a reading to see, you know, if they were going to be visited, if they had, do they know they're, you know, just, you know, right. get a psychic reading. And then they start, the psychic says, well, who is Christina? Oh boy. And they go, we don't know a Christina. Oh, wait, 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 wait. That's the name they gave to the ghost, <laughs> you know? And so, and she asked him a ghost. And so they tell her the story. And so she, as she's getting this information, she's the medium sitting there thinking about it and thinking and listening. And she goes, all right, I'm getting something. I'm getting something. And turns out her name, she was pissed off because they called her Christina. They just thought it was a cute name and you know, we'll just call her Christina. Right. That wasn't her name. And I don't remember what the real name was, uh, it, but it was like Olivia uh, or something of that nature. And the psychic said, if you go to the town records, look it up. And a woman named Olivia lived on that property. That's probably who was haunting the guy that sold my witness the property. So they look up the town records and boom, it's, it's I'm getting a chill when I tell that's not even Sasquatch, but it was the woman's name and whatever her last name was. And she lived on the property. Whoa. And many people in town, once they start talking about it, uh, said, well, we used to see this old woman walking down the highway, up and down the highway. Sometimes she had on you know, old clothes or uh, a robe, and but nobody knew who she was, but they saw her. Everybody in town knew who she was, and then she would just disappear. You know, she probably went into the woods. Maybe she's a homeless person or whatever. So that's the story of that photo. And that's is nuts. that serendipity or what? That's just like, it, you know, has nothing to do with Sasquatch, but it's what I got when I was looking at their trail cam photo. I've got dozens of photos from that property. Isn't that crazy? Man, that's awesome. (laughs) And so how would that psychic or medium know, well, that's, that's not her name and she's not happy. You're calling her that name. She's really pissed. And that's why she's, she may have been some of the action out there at the house. Right. It was just the dog was alerting to things, you know, not the the house slaps and the squash peeping in their window, the bathroom window, which they've seen, you know, they've seen it several times. And so bizarre, but the, the medium just hit it dead on. Right. And her name is Olivia and she did not like you calling her and she wants you to know that. You know, that night she probably came out to give you a piece of her mind and you just happened to, you had a gun on your hand or you went back in the house before she got there. I mean, it was just, but you know, and you see that photo, she's transparent and she's got a robe over a nightgown or something and you can't see her feet, you know? And the only thing I did on that photo at the bottom of her foot was the brand name of the trail camera. Oh, gotcha. And, and some geo data, which I took off. Makes sense. The only alteration, you'll see in the lower left, you'll see a little, uh, looks like an antler. Uh, half the antlers were gray, dark gray, and the other half of the antlers were uh, red. That was just for the brand name of this camera. So that's the only thing I took off because it may have given away some geo data. So, totally but, understandable. Like, wow. The world 
it's not what they tell you, it's what you see. And whether you see it and it contradicts what you're told, your eyes aren't lying to you, but the government and everybody else is. The textbooks, everything, they're all telling you what you're supposed to think. So uh, I thought that was, and that was just some, so much, I wish I had validation like that for some of the Sasquatch stuff. You know I mean? That was like, you go look up the town records. <laughs> oh, you'll find okay. that woman's name. What do you do? <laughs> it was awesome. You know? Like so uh, serendipitous indeed. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? I, I can't even, I, I'm not, I'm not smart enough to make this stuff up. You know, <laughs> it's just, you know, and you know, I know these people, they look you right in the eye, you're breaking bread with them. You're having a dinner, you know, right. we, we talk about all kinds of things and they're not going to lie. They don't want any attention. None of these people, none of them want their name in their book, in the book. They don't want their location. They don't want anything but just to get it off their chest. You know, and then the guy I was telling you about it first, the guy that had all the stuff and the the, uh, the predator creature that yeah. like both saw broad daylight, they're just relieved that they're not nuts, and they're they're not getting scoffed at by most people that when you call a talk show or something like this, and they go, oh, "You got to be crazy, you know, if you're a flesh and blood or only, you know." This just takes it to a whole nother level, yeah. and it's not even the Sasquatch, but it's it just tells you there's other things going on in the world, not Sasquatch. You, you know, you got the UFOs and the paranormal, the ghost, Mothman, Dogman, you know, all the things, you know. Uh, and I've started getting a couple of Dogman reports. No kidding. Kind of, kind of add-ons. Like, uh, someone will call me with a Sasquatch report. I'll take the report and get it all down. And go, now, I'm going to tell you, tell you this, and this is even weird for me, but, you know, uh, I saw a Dogman. He described it, like, to a T. It looked like uh, the mummy, the movie. It looked like Anubis in the movie with the Brendan Fraser, the mummy. Mm -hmm. He said it looked just like that. Big, wide shoulders and a V body and real broad, you know, scrawny, but bony, but, you know, still kind of big. And, you know, it had the snout and it looked just like the Anubis. He said, I couldn't see below the knees because it was uh, knee deep in uh, some uh, prairie grass out on a uh, farmer's field that had uh, grown over. It was just before plowing time. So I'm starting to get a couple of them, but they're not as prevalent here at all. At least I'm not hearing about them uh, like they are in the Midwest, Chicago area, you know. Uh, but the world is not what you think. It's not what you're told. It's what you see. It's what your gut tells you, you know. Yeah. So, so many people are non-believers in all of this, you know, until they see something. And some of the, my witnesses in my books, they're like, I thought that was the biggest crock of crap I ever heard in my life. I've been a hunter all my life. I'm a big old macho hunter. I've been hunting these woods 30 years. And that was out here. I'd see it. <laughs> and they call me six months later. <laughs> I got to talk to you. Oh my God. I can't believe it. You know, they, they, their demeanor is just completely changed. And they're like, oh. Can I call you again? Yeah, yeah. Call me whenever you want. I mean, yeah, because you know, because now they're they're going back out and looking, right? Instead of dissuading and disbelieving when they heard or saw something, go well, I, yeah, you know. But I mean, right. it, it's it's an incredible transformation, you know. And uh, you know, I laugh now, but I, I'm not laughing at them. It's just sure. the transformation, you know, right? Uh, from a absolute skeptic to like, oh my god. <laughs> it's just you know, uh, it's 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 like you're being baptized. You know, I've been baptized a, a hundred times. You know, 
it's it's that experience, you know, once someone's had an experience, there's no turning back, you know, and Mm -hmm. then it's that experience and that feeling and that sensation. So to your point, they're now believers and they now understand like, okay, hold on a second. (laughs) Yeah. You have to go reevaluate everything. Yeah. You know, and, you know, of course they still live with ridicule and scorn, you know, their, their husbands, wives, close friends, coworkers and stuff, relatives, you know, they go, yeah, let's ask Uncle Bob over to dinner. Let's make fun of him. He saw one of them Sasquatch. Yeah. Pass the turkey and uh, bowl of that Sasquatch gravy there, will you? <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's what, you know, that's what they put up with at family gatherings and stuff. Right. Good yeah. news ribbing, but, you know, the, the person that's had it and had their psyche and their belief, their core belief shaken. Yeah. Uh, that ain't funny anymore. Right. Even if they used to make fun, it's not funny because now they're on the other end. And so yeah. it's, it, it's incredible. And that, that, that speaks a lot to the human condition. I'm, I'm just fascinated with talking to these people that have had the transformation, you know, how much time do we got? We got eight, less than eight minutes right now. Okay. Uh, I don't, the, uh, the, uh, in this book, second one, uh, I had a guy, up in Upper New England, we may have talked about this before with the missing time with the Sasquatch. No, I don't think we did. Seven hours missing time. Okay, Holy very successful businessman up in the New England area. He lives. Uh, I think he's got about thirty acres, and he had a small cabin. He and his wife. Uh, it was a two-bedroom cabin, and he works in the big city. He's got a big company, but he he drives. 30 miles to get out in the middle of nowhere. Cause that's, he likes that, you know, he likes to be in the way. So uh, they had a baby and she got pregnant again. So they said, we're going to have to enlarge our cabin because we can't, we'll, I, I, we love the setting and they'd have Sasquatch activity out there. They have seen them, experienced them, both of them together and separately. You know, uh, the, he was out there mowing on his tractor one day and there was uh, three Sasquatch watching him on a ridge mow. Mama, Papa, what he thought was a baby. It could have been one kneeling down. Anyway, so they've seen him. Wife has too. She's called the cops because she thought there was a prowler and it was a Sasquatch. Anyway, so uh, they're redoing the cabin. Uh, He moves into a 30-foot travel trailer to live because they've, and she goes and stays with her parents, which aren't that far away, 15, 20 miles away. And so, uh, and she comes by every morning, says hello, uh, cooks him breakfast, and then she goes back home uh, take care of the kid, and she's pregnant, by the way. So, and uh, and she cooks breakfast for all the workers that are out there working on the house. They're working, you know. So he took a lot of time off from work, and he's kind of subcontracting. He's a general contractor. He's just kind of telling him, hey, do this, do that, do that. Anyway, at the end of the day, uh, about 5.30 or so, everybody starts packing up, and they're about to leave, and he's moving a few pieces of equipment into storage area, and he looks and he sees this Mr. Sasquatch just standing in front of this big, huge tree. It's probably about 50 yards away. He knows what it is. Now, because they live out in the boonies, he has a 110-pound police-trained killer German Shepherd dog. It's one of those you got to keep muzzled. It's It has a command to kill, to attack, and to stop. And so him and his dog are standing there, and that dog does nothing. It just sits, it heals, it sits next to him and is looking straight ahead at this creature. The creature starts walking toward him, you know, just ambling toward him. It wasn't threatening. It was just walking at him. 
toward their direction. He's going, <laughs> uh, well, we got to get out of here. And so, and they, they run into the uh, travel trailer and they lock the door behind them. And they can see the creature walking around the outside, kind of slapping on the on the door and on the, you know, it's trying to knob and it's slapping on the side of the trailer. This is a 30-foot travel trailer, you know. So uh, and he goes, Oh crap. I don't have my gun. My gun's at the cabin, you know. So uh, he goes to the kitchen in this little trailer, grabs a butcher knife, and him and this dog, this really badass dog that ain't so badass, you know, <laughs> you got to get your two thousand dollars back for training because that right. dog ain't doing nothing. It, but it, the dog was like in a stupor. Instead of its, you know, and if it sees somebody, it doesn't wait to be told to attack or bark right. or go after. It just does it. It sat there. Wow. So him and his dog locked themselves in the bathroom. You know how big a bathroom is in a travel trailer. Yeah. It's, Tiny. You know, smaller than a prison cell, smaller than a smaller than a college dorm. It's, you know, three by three. And he's sitting there like this with this knife in his hand. And he's like waiting for this creature to come through the bathroom doors, waiting for it to break into the thing to come in and get him. That's in his mind, you know, yeah. and the dog is just sitting right it, it, now the dog's getting kind of angry and frustrated. And it's sitting right next to him. That's about 1130 at night. Next thing he knows, 530 in the morning. He wakes up. He's still just like this. The dog is like in a coma. His eyes are open. Your know, dogs don't sleep with their eyes open, nor do they sleep sitting up. You know, right. he was sitting up next to him like it was at 11.30 at night. Jeez. And he woke up and he heard the workers arriving for work. And he noticed that he wasn't stiff, like he'd been in this stiff position. It was like it had just happened. He was like refreshed and he, you know, wasn't stiff or, you know, if you hold your arm a certain way for tense, it's going to hurt for a while, you know, none of that. And the dog was sitting there and he just kind of looked up at him and, and looked at him and they walked off like, Nothing had happened. 11.30 to 5.30. So that's uh, six hours. Six hours of missing time. I talked to him. He doesn't want to know what happened. Gotcha. I've been hypnotically regressed. I said, if you ever want to know, find a good, reliable regression hypnotist. Yeah. If they can get that out, I don't want to know. I do not want to know. I do not want to know what happened. Because he's familiar with the alien abductions and stuff like that. Gotcha. So it's like, I don't want to know. I like my life simple and stupid. I like real simple. I, I want to be live out here. I've made a good life for myself and my wife and my, my two kids. And I don't want to know. I, I like to keep everything just like it is. So I'll just, and so, you know, so he, he allowed his story in the book. Or all the names in here are, are fictionalized. Right. You know, yeah. Anyway. So, and I, I emailed him uh, as I was doing the update to this book, because there was, there was book one and book two, and there's two of these. So I, I was updating. I said, well, you got anything else you want to add in? He uh, didn't respond. And I knew, he, you know, I understood. He just doesn't want to be bothered. So, yeah. so, but wow. what do you do with that? You know? Right. And this is, you know, and he reached out to me because he heard me on a podcast. You know, See? he said, well, no one's going to laugh at me. I'm going to talk to this guy because he won't laugh. Exactly. And I didn't. You know, I mean, why would I? That's insulting. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, I, so. Man, I love it. And, and which which book is that one in? Is that in the second one? 
The second one. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Evidence yep. of an Enigma 2. It's, it, it is the uh, 2022 edition. This is the first book. It's the 2021 edition. Awesome. So you know what I did during COVID for two years? I wrote two books. <laughs> Actually, I wrote four and condensed them into two. Right on. So, but it, it's just riveting stuff, you know? Yeah. And every time I do a podcast, or almost, someone will call me and go, I heard you on a podcast and I, I've been laughed at and ridiculed. I got to, can I talk? And, and they told me a story. That's why so, we're doing this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I want, I want folks to feel comfortable. If they've got something to share, reach out to Carter. We're yeah. going to drop your links down below. What's your website, Carter, so people can find you? It's a www.relichominid.com. R-E-L-I-C-H-O-M-I-D.com. Perfect. And uh, you can buy both books off of there, you know, and actually, if you want to buy both at once, I'll, I'll knock money off of them. And they're very nice books. Uh, www.relichominid.com. R-E-L-I-C-H-O-M-I-D.com. And uh, you can order them off there. I autograph all the books. They're full color, nice, heavy uh, print paper, really nice books. They're not, you know, black and white pulp books. You know, you can buy them online, uh, Kindle. Uh, 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 Amazon has them on Kindle and uh, I have a book, book deal with Beyond the Fray Publishing so you can buy the black and white versions uh, for cheaper than these uh, it just depends on your budget you know and you can go to amazon.com and get both those books so you know and uh, so that's it if you got something to tell me tell me you it remains confidential I don't spill the beans tell anybody about it. I might, I'll tell your story but I'll Definitely not in, uh, identify you, your family, or your location. You know, it's the data that's important, not the who, what, and where. You know, that that doesn't matter. It's the story. So, there you go. Love that, and, and yeah. I love that you're creating a space for people to be able to share their experiences, and and so yeah. that people can not feel so ostracized. You know, because. It's clear that more and more of these occurrences happen to a lot of people and people are just afraid to be able to just share their experiences. And thanks yeah. to folks like you, you're able to give them a voice. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and so that's, that's my goal. I'm, I'm, I'm a witness advocate. That's how I build myself. I'm a, I, mm. you know, I'm a researcher and investigator for BFRO for a number of years. I've had a hundred reports published to BFRO talked to probably about 400 witnesses over 10, 12 year period. So I'm, I'm a, uh, a gatherer of data, you know, plus my own experiences. So I've had my own, but that's a whole other, you know, show down the road somewhere, but uh, uh, yeah, you just got to have a voice and someone's not going to snicker and laugh, you right. know, and that's me. I, you know, I want, I want people to get their story out because there's people being converted daily. Yeah. There's 330 million people in America. So it's going to take a while to convert some folks, you know, <laughs> you know longer, than, uh, longer than a one-hour show for sure. And there you have it. I can't thank Carter enough for coming back on the show. I always have a blast talking with Carter. It's probably because we're both musicians at heart, and I just absolutely love the stories that he shares, and I love that he's a witness advocate. So if you have a story to share, and maybe you feel like other people would just either snicker at your story or maybe discount it, take some time and reach out to Carter and maybe just maybe he'll share your story. Carter's got his brand new book that just came out this past February, which is Sasquatch evidence of an enigma part three. So be sure to check that out. You can find that on Amazon as well as Kindle. We've got all the links in the description below. So be sure to check that out and give Carter your support. If you're listening to the podcast, please take a moment and rate it. 
If you're watching the video, we sure hope you subscribe to the channel. If not, take a moment and subscribe and hit that notification bell so you can find out about our new bi-weekly releases. And comment below. Let us know your thoughts. Are you a Bigfoot, Sasquatch, Yeti believer? Comment below. This is a community. We really want to encourage open dialogue. You can find us on Instagram at itd.jcosta, as well as on Twitter. Until next time, take care of one another and keep thinking for yourself.